Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. It's a Tuesday at the Star in Frisco. We are inside the SWBC Mortgage Studios here, and this is Talking Cowboys. An off day for the players, but not all the players. I've already seen a couple out here. There's never an off day when you're talking football season. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, Brian brought us as we turn our attention to the Green Bay Packers now this week after the loss to the Saints on uh, Sunday night. The Cowboys at the quarter pole of this season with a 3-1 and record. Gentlemen, how are you doing on this very fine Tuesday morning? Doing well. Doing Good. Well. Great, Lovely. Great. Jerry Jones had his weekly radio appearance on 105.3 The Fan this morning. Got a little injury update from Dr. Jones this morning, and um, he is um, pleased with the good news from the MRI on Tyron Smith yesterday. Anybody listen to Jerry this morning? Best they could have hoped for is what he said That's right. with the sprained ankle. So he said unlikely for Sunday, but I don't know that. It's probably trending that way where they're preparing for Cam Fleming to be your left tackle against the Packers, and then hopefully after that he's back. Which you know, when you re- watch the replay of his of of Dak fall into his ankle, you're thinking, "Hmm, this could be really serious," and didn't turn out that way. So, some fortunate news there. Yeah, you got guys that you know <clears throat> these players when they uh, they get injured. What we've seen kind of a, a history a little bit of early in this uh, season is that. You know, we'd say, oh, it's this and this and this as far as the time length and all that stuff like that. But if you get a player that's willing to do whatever he has to do to get back out there, I think that's where it's really been the case with this whole crew. If you look at guys like Xavier Woods, uh, you know, you look at, uh, again, Michael Gallup, guys like that, that they said, oh, two to four weeks. Well, you know, these guys are trending more on one week, two weeks, like that. You know, and, and a guy like Tyron Smith loves to play football. He knows how important it is for him to be out there, and uh, he'll do everything in his power. You know, if he has to to miss a game this week, well, we'll see what happens with the Jets. But they, they've been real fortunate with the, those injuries. But they've been even more fortunate that they have the right kind of guy that's going to do everything in his power to get back. I think that uh, I think Antoine Woods is a similar kind of guy, you know, doing everything he can to get back out there and play. And I think that's the, you know, you have to have willing players. And that hasn't always been the case uh, in, in the recent history. No, it hasn't always been the case. <laughs> and, you know, you have willing uh, rehab guys, you know, Britt Brown, Jim Maurer, those guys are all willing. and But you have to have the player to be willing to do it. And I think that's what they've got with these guys. And that's why I think we've seen some of these guys come back on shorter uh, stints than say, oh, it's a six-week or a five-week or eight-whatever week. You know, they, they've, they've got guys coming back. I think we also need a little more accurate reporting, too. Well, the Xavier Woods one, was that just was off to begin with. But to well, Brian's this one point, was off Yeah, because it wasn't a high ankle sprain. Okay. And that's twice now, 0 for 2 on high ankle sprains. Yeah, I mean, and then that's one of the advantages we have living in this building. You know, Mickey is able to walk up or on a plane ride home and and walk up to somebody and say, hey, what exactly is wrong here? And as you get on the plane, they will tell you this is what we saw in the x-ray or the MRI or whatever, and then... Uh, then you know you get accurate reporting that way. People are quick to to, to make these these comments and and analysis uh, when they just could uh, you know 
wait a little bit and get the accurate part of it. And just like with not all ACL injuries are the same, I would assume not all quote-unquote high ankle sprains no, are the same. You get, and, you know, we've been finding that out, too, because mm-hmm. yeah. I think there was one last year, you know, and it was going to be six weeks, and it was like two or three. And yeah. somebody came back. So yeah, it's not you can't just put everything into this classified order. Okay, it usually sounds bad though when you when you hear high ankle, you're usually thinking, oh, just might as well have been broken. But no, mm-hmm. it uh, in this case, again, tough guys wanted to get back. Know how important the season is. Nobody wants to let anybody down. Again, you got those players. You got a, a, a staff that's willing to put in all the hard work to make sure everything like that's taken care of. And so I put my faith in my in, in those guys' hands that those guys are going to be back. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised. Again, Jerry talked about it. He says, "Don't rule out Michael Gallup." And Michael mm-hmm. Gallup is out there running routes right now with Sanjay Lyle and Britt Brown and all those guys standing there watching him do it. And he can and he can prove. That he says, hey, you know, I'm good. I can cut. I can dip. I can do what I can jump. I can do everything I have to do to protect myself in this game and playing this game. By all means, you know, we'll we'll see Michael Gallup this week if that's uh, if that's the way it is in the cards. He was trying to convince him that he could play last week. Yeah, and he didn't win the argument, but yeah. he was pushing the play because he thought he was running well enough. And I think. Uh, Possibly this week, the same thing thing with Antoine Woods. Yes, if you watch him Absolutely. rehabbing, uh, he's moving he's really moving well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. so yeah, so. they need those guys. All you know, mm-hmm. Garrett talks about all hands on deck. I mean, think about taking weapons away and trying to play that game. You play that game against the Saints the other day without Michael Gallup. You sure could have used him on some of those in cut routes, some slants. Maybe he generates a little offense for you. Maybe he takes a little pressure off somebody having to cover. All of a sudden, if if uh, if he's over here wearing somebody out, maybe they have to move Lattimore over there. Well, then that that frees up uh, Cooper. So yeah, you start taking weapons off the field, and your team becomes compromised. Then you're going to lose games twelve to ten. That, that that that's just the way the NFL is. One or, area, or you have to win a game twelve to ten. Yep. Yeah, they did. They, they won. They, they did. They won without Drew Brees at quarterback. Give them credit. They played exactly how they needed to play. One area where Gallup has really grown is making contested catches, and I think that comes with just being a stronger player this year. I mean, you go back and you watch that Saints game. There were a lot of tight window throws, third for, downs, for Dak yeah. to make that I think he could have helped in that area, no question about could've it. Could have got some separation on Eli Apple for sure. Yeah, you know, just not enough of that. Just not enough. You know, uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to examine further uh, what happened uh, defensively, what the Saints were doing that put the Cowboys off kilter. Clog and cover and -hmm. cover two were two of the things that I, you know, clog and cover is my way of saying rush three, drop eight. Mm -hmm. They were going to make Dak Prescott beat him in this game. As well as Dak Prescott had played the previous three weeks, uh, they 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 were determined that okay we'll we'll stop this running game and they did they did a great job we've talked about what what uh, you know what those guys did up front you know Malcolm Brown those guys they they did a great job of controlling the line of scrimmage they got just enough pressure on Prescott and you know no sacks until the very end but got just enough pressure to kind of affect him but on the secondary they covered very very well Lattimore had one of his best games of the year in what he did with Cooper Rob talked about the 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 whole thing with uh, you know uh, uh, denying those routes, making sure that they weren't able to execute them to the best of their ability. But yeah, a lot of cover two, and then a lot of drop eight to make to have to make Prescott make those throws. And they were able to stop the running game without loading the box every snap. And when you can do that, you can continue to play yeah. that shell defense and just kind of keep things in front of you. Absolutely, and that's what they were able to do. Yep. 
You know, you look at uh, what the Saints have up front on defense, and they got Sheldon Rankins back, and mm-hmm. then the, you talked about Malcolm Brown and how well he played right. in the game, and then with the with the ends Davenport as well as Cam Jordan. I mean, you got four first round draft picks right. there. I think in this day and age in the NFL, and, th- and th- those are the type players, mobile defensive linemen that Rod Marinelli is always looking for, especially though in this day and age in the NFL. Getting those active, uh, you know, high motor guys up front, even against pro bowlers on an offensive line, they can give you fits. Well, yeah. you know what? And I heard Jason say this after the game, and Dak said it too, talking about their front, and he kept talking about their movement. And I, I don't know how much they were moving, like before the snap or uh, at the snap, but it was almost like you were trying to hit a target. And you were a step, half step slow because you had you're not looking at the ball. They crowd are. noise and the crowd noise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not an excuse. It's no. real. No, it's real. And 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 so if they're moving at the last second, you're having trouble making adjustments. And you know, guys were missing up front. Well, and, and you know, and that led to not being able to run the ball. And that's what they invited you to do. They put an invitation out there. You think you can run against us? Come on at us. And, yeah. and they couldn't. Saints had the same problem protecting. I mean, and, and it was a home game for them. Movement gave them a lot of problems in that game. So if you've got active guys, if you've got down guys that, that are, can twist and stunt and, and, and cause problems, and you've got a linebacker that can play physically like Smith does when he blitzes, then that makes all the difference in the world. You can affect the pocket. You know, I mean, things look so bleak at the end of that game with them even maybe getting the ball back. And they get a huge sack, kicks them out mm-hmm. of field goal range even, too. So, you know, give both defenses a lot of credit for the way that they played. The Saints were just a little bit better uh, at defending the run than the Cowboys were in that game. And which allowed them to have longer drives. Yeah. And they didn't convert yeah. into touchdowns. They kicked field goals. Uh, and you can go back and look, and there was a couple instances where it's like, okay, that was kind of a gift field goal. You know, if you don't go for it on fourth down, maybe you don't fumble. And if you don't fumble, maybe they don't get the ball back. And if they don't get the ball back, maybe they don't go down and kick a field goal with no yeah. time left on I the still, clock. I still applaud him for no. Going it for was that. the right call. Yeah, it was absolutely I, yeah. he, the right call. He, you know what he? You know, it's you're trying to get your team going. And I always, I've been very critical of him of not knowing the pulse of his team. He knew the pulse of his team. He knew, hey, I have to do something here. You know, it, it didn't work out, and uh, you know, unfortunately, that's the case. But I, I applaud him for trying to be aggressive in that. Uh, in I was that I was waiting for Sean Payton to try to steal a possession. Yeah, I was waiting for something because yeah. I figured, you know what? At some point, he's gonna he he's he, he's not scoring enough, and he wants an extra possession. You better watch out for that onside kick. You, you never hey, know. He faked if it's a coming. punt last year in this game yeah. too. If you remember that, yeah. You're right. Yeah, because he's. I, I mean, was he's, waiting. For he's it. had an onside kick in the Super Bowl before, so yeah. you never you never know. And he tra- he did try some misdirection stuff. Yeah. in the first half to try yeah. to help Bridgewater. Well, he's out. trying to take the pressure and, off Bridgewater. Exactly. Yeah, and um, he and he did, and they got 12 points. My God, if you give up 12 points, you ought to win. Yeah, one good enough on. Uh, but Dennis Allen, good game plan for them. Mm-hmm. Good game plan. The LD Bell product. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Is that, is that right? I didn't know that. Yes. Oh, I knew that. He's was an Aggie, too. You yeah. knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Of course uh, he knew that. 
<laughs> you know, I was just thinking when you mentioned uh, Sean Payton and the onside kick. Yeah. When uh, who knows if where Sean Payton his what his legacy will wind up being, but I think maybe the signature moment, however long he coaches in his career, he can be coaching for fifty years, and people will say, "Remember that onside kick back in the I'll Super Bowl in two thousand? That's going to be ten like years. The, sig- yeah. sig- the signature moment of his career I'll is that you, onside kick. I'll tell you my signature moment with Sean Payton was when he was a the lowest rung coach on our staff in Philadelphia. Hmm. He was the quality control guy basically for us, the lowest of the coaches. And we gave him the quarterbacks to evaluate and he said he says if you're going to if I had a choice between Manning and, and and Leaf, he goes, I'm taking Manning every single time. He's going to have a longer, better career. And he kind of gave a litany of things. He also said he goes someone needs to draft Matt Hasselbeck. He goes, Matt Hasselbeck will have a long career. And I'm like, a kid from Boston College? He goes, yeah, trust me. This guy will have a long career, and he'll play well for somebody, and somebody will take him late. Sean was a really good evaluator of players. He really had a good eye of that kind of stuff. Do you know why he liked Hasselbeck? I mean, he th- he, he, of- no, he studied his he studied his game. He liked the fact he, he thought that, that Hasselbeck was a leader. Mm-hmm. He really liked the fact of how accurate he could throw the football, and he could throw it down the field. But he was on me about that in that 1998 draft. He says, hey, you need a quarterback. you got to take this Matt Hasselbeck because he's going to play. He is going to yeah. be a good player. And he did. He, Sean always had a rule. I think Jason Garrett's a real good evaluator as well. If you have a head coach that's a, a good evaluator, mm-hmm. that makes all the difference in the world of how your scouting department can run. And Jason grew up, obviously, around it. The yeah. football evaluation yeah. part of and it with, his, with his dad. dad. And, yeah. and Hasselbeck uh, being a uh, – I was wondering if that might be something where Peyton said, okay, he's from an athletic family, whatever. No, he, 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 just, gonna, he, he evaluated the Boston College tape. He really liked him a lot. That's yeah. what I remember. Not so much an on. Sidekick. I well, remember he, he, sort of, he sort of liked uh, some guy named Romo. Well, too, that was, didn't he? Yeah, that yeah. was where I was going. We, we uh-huh. were at the combine two years ago. And, and hated I got, Drew Henson. I got to sit down mm-hmm. with him about deep, for Deep Blue, and he was talking, he was so on the phone yeah. trying to get the Romo thing done. And I know there was the Eastern Illinois connection and all that, but he has a knack. Worked him the whole draft. Yeah. For Actually, QBs. my signature moment with him was turning down Al Davis for a head coaching job oh, yeah. and staying with the Cowboys mm-hmm. for another year, which turned out. Pretty good decision. Yeah, uh, Drew Henson. Remind me what Parcells thought of Drew Henson. Yeah, we listened to Stick Michael, the general manager of the uh, Yankees. Gene Michael, yeah. Yeah, Stick Michael. Here he is. He's trying to tell us how to evaluate football players. You know, and I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, what we need to tell him. He's got this guy named Mariano Rivera. You might want to bring him out of the bullpen. He might can help you win some some games. <laughs> That's what I felt like saying. We should have. What, what was? What did he say that? Great athlete, you know, he's got guys got, you know, the arm angles and all that. Sean Payton absolutely hated him. Hated him. We I sat down with Sean Payton and watched nine games of Michigan. He goes, This guy can't play. He goes, This guy, he goes, I don't know where he's seen in this guy. This guy how about a, how about how career he had? He tricked well, him in baseball and football. Well tricked and, him in both. And at Michigan, he started ahead of Tom Brady. Yeah, we're I know Periscope's losing their mind right now because we're talking about this. But anyway, I'm just saying that oh, that's that, okay. But but this this is this is this is this is why again Sean Payton was the only one in that room that's told Bill Parcells he cannot play. I would not take this guy. Sean, I mean, I remember that clear as a day because Sean had Sean had problems with his mechanics. He used to drag. He, the guy would drag his elbow to throw, and thus the ball. 
he'd have problem with his accuracy and stuff like that. And Sean's like, I, I had I, problems I, with his processing. Yeah, well, he, I mean, he, he wouldn't he, throw he, it. He was a yeah. uh, maybe a four point student. What yeah. he was a classic example of a He's four a point player, student he was. who couldn't process quickly yeah. on the field. That happens. And so that happens. basically, you could only give him, okay, he can yeah. throw to this side of the yeah. field on this yeah. play. Oh, and don't yeah. give him a whole field Sean to took a lot of heat for that one because mm-hmm. he was the only one in the room. And again, we're listening to Stick Michael, Gene Michael, the general manager for the Yankees, tell us what a great person and player and all that he is. And I'm like, why in the hell is he not playing for the Yankees then? Why is he trying to sell us? They got us on a conference call. And, and did this. And, and conference this quarterback Crazy. call gets us back to Dak. Yeah. And when you mm. look at what he did in college yeah. as, as a scout in trying to figure out, can he make the transition to the NFL? Mm-hmm. And one of the big things is, all right, they, you really don't know, based probably off his college stuff, whether he can process what he can read in NFL defense, whatever, because you didn't haven't seen it before. You don't know what, yeah. what he can do. I think the thing with Dak that makes everybody – you fall in love with him at Mississippi State was the fact of how hard he worked. Mm-hmm. How he he did everything in his power. You talk to Dan Mullen, you talk to the coaches there at Mississippi State. Everybody was talking about work ethic. That he was going to do everything he in his power to get it and to understand it and to try. I think that Jason Garrett has talked about that as well here. So, you know, you might not have seen it in college, but if you've got the the ability, the desire, the want to, the athletic Plus a ability. a bright guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you got that, the leader, all those things translate into what you can do. And the other thing about Dak, and this is where we are here coming off a loss, the, the extreme confidence with which he goes about everything that he does. Yeah. And it just, it's infectious in that locker room. Right. I mean, we talk about 24-hour rule in this league. This yeah. team has moved past that New Orleans game yeah. by now. Well, Hopefully you learned from it, though, a little yeah. bit. Hopefully you learned yeah. a little bit. Yeah. All right, give us a call, 888-855-2297. We're taking your phone calls as we go up to 1145 this morning here on Talking Cowboys. Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too much? Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. 
And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Free and open to the public. Join us each Monday at Neighborhood Services at the Omni Frisco Hotel for the Miller Lite Cowboys Hour presented by Albertsons. Next show, of course, next Monday night. And check out free-to-play predictive games in the Dallas Cowboys app to win cash prizes. Up to a $10,000 grand prize. Fans must be 21 or older and logged in to play. Download the app for access on game days at dallascowboys.com slash app. So we continue here on Talking Cowboys at the quarter pole of this season. Who had the Cowboys at 3-1 and one through the first four games of the season? That's kind of what I thought. Bet we all did. Yeah, I was I thinking did. that Drew Brees would you probably have 4-0. Yeah. No, I had them at 3-0. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I thought Drew Brees would be playing for the Saints, yeah, I did too. too. So Me too. that's the other So yeah. they should have been 4-0. Well, I don't know. I think they should be. Absolutely. Yeah, they should be. They should be. They should have found a way. The they should have found a way to score more than 10 points. Absolutely. Mickey's right. Appreciate you being right, Mickey. Could have had 13. I'm always right. You guys forget that. Mark that, Caden, please. Make that a drop. That's why. That's why we're struggling. Yeah. So then, do they, I think you go look ahead, at, Rob. Oh, I think you just look at the, the schedule, those first three games, and you say, yes, they should be three and zero. It's always tough. I mean, I, Mickey's right. It's not an excuse going into the dome and dealing with that noise. But I thought Stephen Jones made a good point, you know, on the fan yesterday that you've got to be able to execute despite that noise, unless you're going to get home field advantage, and that's a possibility. Um, you're going to have to go in these hostile environments and be able to handle it. And I don't think they felt like they handled it well enough uh, in the game. The, the pre-snap communication, fine. I mean, really good. No pre-snap penalties, uh, but the execution part of it, I think Brian wrote about it yesterday, 11 first down runs. Yeah. And I know that's a big topic coming out of this game. Uh, but there were some missed blocks, some missed opportunities yeah, from, there your, were. from your game. So review. what's wrong with and 11 first down runs? I didn't that's say what I there's nothing. I didn't, I didn't say there was anything I know, wrong but with everybody it. was making an issue out of it. Because like that's why they lost. They'll tell you why. They'll Mickey and, and I'll, I'll answer your question because analytics guys will tell you that 11 first down runs only netted 1.8 yards, and the other when they threw the ball, they averaged over seven yards a catch. Well, yeah, that makes sense. So That's, if I throw the ball on first down and I don't complete it, how many do I average? Yeah. Zero. And then what do you do in second down? Well, that's you know, you're throwing again. Yeah. And what do you do in third down? You're throwing again. Yeah. And then you've just canned your running back. Well, I, I I'm just telling you what the analytics. Yeah, guys I know will what say. the analytics are saying. I, the, but the, it's not always common sense. Say, well, do me a favor, Mickey, because I was trying. To, I was working on some because I was hearing that they're. That maybe they were looking into signing Josh Jones today, but you know the safety that used to be mm-hmm. with the Packers, so second sorry. round pick of the Packers. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be to the practice squad, not to the active roster. Well, Jason the, said we either move somebody up or sign somebody off the yeah. street. Yeah, that's okay. what I failed to mention earlier. Kayvon Frazier, yeah. of course, placed on yeah. uh, IR with the pectorals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So Josh Jones, keep an eye on that one right there. That's why I'm sorry I was doing Mickey, and you just you just were just making a point, and I. Uh, you know, uh, about what you were saying. No, I'm sorry. I was I just listening. saying I don't understand why, you know, they had 12 first down passes, 11 first down runs. So I, just because you pass on first down doesn't mean you're going to complete it. There's no. Well, they started the, the game with a pass. Yeah. They just, and, uh, look, and they did. It just it was down from the first three games. That, that's why it's a topic right now. But how did Because they, they were able to spread them out in the first three games and do How did they, the other team play? 
How did the defense sure. play? And, and I think you're trying to run to kind of get Zeke, like my theory? get Zeke established and take the crowd out of it, I there think is you what go. you're trying to do. I think, I think this is my theory on why they did what they did, especially on first down. I, and, and we had this discussion with Jason Garrett, is that the one thing he told Kellen Moore was, when you play with crowd noise, get the play in quick. Get the play in quick. So with that being said, okay, Kellen Moore could be in a situation where you're saying, okay, I feel like I can run, with, I can run the football. Teams have run the football against these guys as, before. You know, maybe I need to find it. Not maybe. I need to get the play in quick and allow Dak to make his adjustments, whatever he has to do. If he wants to check the play, he can check the play. But I have a feeling that they got out of it a little bit because of the situation of the crowd noise. I felt like that they that they said, okay, we're going to we're going to get that play in and then let Dak be the determining factor on this play of what if we're going to go run or pass. That, that's just that's just the theory I have because when you deal if you if the people ask about why not all the shifts and motions and stuff like that that takes time that takes communication it's a lot harder to do in it's, that environment it's a lot harder to do in that environment and so to me if you get a play in if you say okay we're going to run the football on first down I he I think Kellen Moore went in with the confidence that he could run the ball on first down. You know, and that's a little bit why that, that he was able to again get the play in, let Dak make the adjustment, and then go from there. And yeah, Saints did a great job. I mean, they did a great job. But the, again, the analytics guys will argue, and I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not at all. I'm more like Mickey than an analytics guy. But I also understand that if you're telling me I could get it seven yards a pass, and I'm getting two. A little, a little under two yards a carry on first down. That maybe I need to make some type of adjustment. That's all. I'm, that, that's all that I think the analytics guys are saying. Yeah, about that. And, and you know that goes back to the Tony Pollard issue because he gets two snaps on offense, and maybe they were worried about him in blitz pickup. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. but I, I see. But you can also do other things to get him involved too, right? There, maybe there's a package, especially with Gallup not in the game. Maybe you could get him involved a little bit. I get Garrett's point about. Zeke wasn't tired. They didn't have a lot of plays. It's not like you had to spell him there. Um, but I was a little surprised he wasn't a little more involved because he is versatile and you can put him in different spots to maybe try to get something going. I'd love to have handed him the ball a couple times on the edge. You know, maybe try that. Yeah. You know, try to kind of soften him up on the outside a little bit and, and, and maybe spread him out. But I, you, you, I love running the football. I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I piss a lot of people off saying that because everybody'll say, "Oh, in this day and age, you got to be able to throw." And I agree. I mean, you have to throw to score points. But I, I think that, that nothing better than when a team has that ability to run the football and be really good at it. You know, and I, I think the Cowboys felt like that they were, whether it's Cavalier or not, they felt like that they were better than the Saints and they could run the football. Well, look, and at they the, just didn't. They just didn't look at the way this offensive line has played to that point. Sure, I. As dominant as we've seen them in recent years, and yeah. that's why you just kind of have to you have to tip your cap to some degree to the Saints for what they were able to do up front. Yeah. All right, let's go to Jordan in Odessa. You're up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Jordan. Hey guys, how's it going? Right, good. Look, so I was just trying to figure out all night why they seem to just run Zeke right into a wall all night. I didn't really see – I saw, like, a couple of, you know, sweep passes or sweep runs, but I didn't see any type of zone running, no, you know, just it was all into a wall. I mean, when you get a brand-new car, you don't just run it into a wall. You drive it around and test it out a little bit. 
Um, but I just, it, it seems so lackluster with the play calling. I guess it could have been, you know, a lot of drop passes and stuff like that from the receivers. And I guess that's where you miss Gallup. You know, he's so sure-handed. Um, but, I mean, it just, it, it seemed like we went went back to Scott Linehan play calling. And I hate saying that because I know a lot of Cowboys fans on Twitter are saying stuff like that. But that's just the way it looked to me. And, uh, like, Jordan, I'm with you. Did you find – let me ask you a question, sir. Did you find guys getting open? Did you find them – I mean, even – I know you're watching TV copy, so that's probably an unfair question to you. But well, did, did you did you feel like even the passes that were thrown were open passes? Well, I, man, these Saints these Saints cornerbacks they played they played a hell of a game. Sure and, did, absolutely. Uh, man, there there was a couple of passes that were were really contested that these guys should have gotten, um, and I'm sure they would say the same thing that they should have gotten these passes. But um, the passes that I see dropped. You know they were contested, um, but there were a couple I mean, that were off target too. There were a couple yeah. that were badly off target as well. Yeah, absolutely. And man, the what I saw was the Saints. They did a hell of a job tackling last yeah, or no Monday question. or Sunday night. And no question. Oh man, it, it was a, it was a rough game. But you know, there's no reason to panic. I think these guys will pick it back up. And if the def- defense continues to play like they did, and uh, like you said, Brian, it was such a wasted effort on a loss. But, sure. uh, I mean, it, it, it's only wasted, I see, if if they, they backtrack. And um, if they build on this, I think these guys will be fine. And uh, I think they'll find a way to win. Thank you. Jordan, it sounds like you've talked yourself back off the ledge. I thought he was jumping. <laughs> so good. What would yeah. you think about that? God forbid if they lose to the Packers. <laughs> they could. And they very well could. Very well could. Uh-huh. Yeah. Only, what, they've beaten them once out of the last eight times they faced them since yeah. 09. Yeah. Welcome to the OC chair, Kellen Moore. Uh-huh. This is, you know, this is this is the job right here. He's not going to be the head coach next next week of uh, young Bill Walsh. <laughs> wherever. Wait another week. I mean, it was just gravy, right, for three weeks, and now here we go. He was going to be this the is head what, coach. This is what his mentor dealt with for years. Him, him, Dak, Dak was going to get a raise. Him or execution? Oh, they they just didn't execute. Mm-hmm. I, I know that. Oh, I'm sure there's things and, and, they look at yesterday and said we'd like to do differently. Cowboy fans hate when you say that, but guy, you don't know. It's so true. It's so true. Look, when, when you look, mm-hmm. when you're missing, when all pro players are missing blocks. In the history of football, no one's ever blamed the players. They blame the coaches or the offensive coordinator or the defensive Jerry coordinator. Jerry said on the fan Nothing's today, ever changed. it's the hottest seat in the NFL. Not even the head coach. It's the OC. Because, because everybody, everybody, can call everybody can come back Monday and say, this is what I would have done on Madden. You See, know? no one calls in and says, this is what I would have done on defense. Yeah. I would have blitzed. Not saying they could have done things different. No, Couldn't have I'm done not. things differently. I'm sure they looked at it yesterday and said. a great second guess. That's, that's the beauty of it. Do you, feel like they uh, played, do you feel like the defense played well against Kamara and Thomas? An, well enough yeah. to win. Yeah. I wouldn't say well because they let them get away with a few too many runs. Yeah, yeah that's, but that look, was the he issue. he didn't get 161 yards total offense like he did against Seattle the week before. Sure. He had 89. Sure. If you'd have told me that, I would have jumped uh, out of my seat and said, yeah. let's go. Absolutely. 89 defense. yards yeah. for Kamara. Absolutely. And Teddy Bridgewater off. throwing, and you only give up 12 points. Yep. 
Now, thing I'm I'm sure the thing they'd like to have back is to try to get off the field faster at the at the end of the fourth quarter. You know, they let them get a first down or two. I think they'd love uh, to have those turnovers. Well, they would love to not have had turnovers. To go back with just a minute left and it not gone three and out when it was what five minutes to go in oh, the game. That was killer. That was a killer. That three and out and and right before it. Yeah, that was killer. Because that that right there could that momentum after the Quinn sack and now all of a sudden you're. You're getting the ball back. All you had to do is drive it on them, you know. And you you kill you be the team that kills the game, and goes and gets the win. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't do that. And that's something they've been pretty good at. You know, been pretty good at moving the football. They just didn't move the football well enough. All right, we continue with more of talking Cowboys. We'll get to Sam, your phone call in just a moment when we continue. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it, upside down, like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to talking Cowboys. And if you went, if you want to hit all the right notes with Jack Black fragrances, you need to go to getjackblack.com because real men smell real good. <laughs> and this might be the end of their weekly special, so you better hurry. And with a $35 or more purchase, you get free shipping. Go to getjackblack.com. God bless you, Mickey. <laughs> Lane's kind of doing this, just, and then but we landed. We just, you know, it's on fire, and we're, you see it the landed, fire. though. It, it's it on, it's much on better the than our landing, by the way, Bill in in New Orleans. <laughs> God, 
Bill? What did I have to do with it? No, the oh, the pilot. The pilot was named Bill. Yeah, we gave him we gave him a little grief. Mm. Did you? I, was, I told him, hey, fine. what about using the wheels? <laughs> 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 and he goes, I knew if anybody was going to say something, it would be you three. <laughs> Normally, you don't want to get on the pilot about that. No kidding. Well, we got to fly you back. We <laughs> congratulated him for the landing back here. Okay. There, you there you go. That's good. All right, let's go to Sam in Spring Branch, Texas. Hello, Sam. Hi, good morning, guys. And I'm just sitting here waiting for that first real cold front I'm supposed to get here next week. <laughs> Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Well, hurry it up. Yeah. <laughs> Be deer hunting in, uh, in shorts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, just a quick question. Uh, after four games, um, how, how, how many uh, snaps has Sean Lee been averaging on the field? And how would you guys evaluate his play so far? And I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great afternoon. Thanks, Bill. I'm relying on memory on the, yeah, the first most, three the, games. The most, he's around 14 snaps yeah, a game. Yeah, the most and he's up, played has been this week, I believe. Mickey to told 29, us 29, 29 28 yesterday. Yeah. Mickey, what did I tell you yesterday? 28, 29. maybe? 28. So, say it's 30. Yeah. So, he's had 75 snaps in four, four games. games. Okay, there you go. But yet, this last game was the it, most. Math and, is easier. And mm-hmm. and I think Jason Garrett said because they got in more base. The Saints played more base, and they probably did that because of Teddy Bridgewater. Mm-hmm. They played with which more. they had shown the week before they had a lot of two tight ends. But he exactly. also came in and played two uh, the middle linebacker yes. when they went nickel sometimes yes. too. Yes. So what way. are you seeing out of him? You know what? It it's hard because I mean I, I'll I'll be critical and I have to be critical and I'll be nice when I have to be nice. But to me, Sean Lee. He's one of those guys that gets into a flow of a game. Mm-hmm. And playing this way does not allow him to get into flow of a game. So you're not going to see all the flash plays, that that quick read behind the line of scrimmage, trap the back, uh, read the screen, get out there. You know, I think with Sean, it's unfortunate that he is in this role. I know he embraces whatever he can do, but it's not. it doesn't play to his strength. I think Sean Lee needs to be on the field, and Sean Lee needs to be playing 50 plays because he gets a feel for how to play the game that way. He knows how to, excuse me, he knows how to play the game. He just doesn't get a feel being on and then off for five plays, being on, being off for five. You know, he doesn't get a feel for the game. And Tell I, me who the best strong side linebacker in Cowboys history is. Well, it's the game it's has not changed. A, it's not a Dave well, that's exact Dave Edwards is yeah, what I was going to say. In fact, as you're p- talking, I'm sitting there going, "Okay, there's a reason." Outside, they they were really good players. Yeah. Leroy Jordan, who was a middle linebacker, yeah. and Chuck Halley, the Will. Right. Okay, and there was a reason Dave Edwards didn't get as much notoriety. Yeah. Right. He didn't have as many plays. But to it's make not a as, star position. You don't get a chance to make a lot of splash, splash plays at strong side. You're more of a workman, right? Especially yeah. now, the way offenses are, right? You're just not on the and field they're not much. on the field. Yeah. But I thought he was starting to get in the flow of this game yeah. a lot more. And that may, when he was playing back in the middle. And that may be why they, they got him some more reps this time, just to get him in the flow. I, I thought I thought as you a know, whole, the linebackers played really well. Mm-hmm. I, I thought as a whole, as a group, I mean, that's a tough team to have to deal with, with the running back, the screens. All the know, motion, motion they had, yeah, the, the, stuff the like that. fake handoffs, yeah. the ends around. Yeah, they, they you got to be on your screws. Yeah. All right. and, and they, you know, Kamara hit him a couple times, but... 
Van Der Esch was really active. By the way, Joe Thomas had fewer snaps. We talked about that yesterday. 14 yeah. in the game. Mm-hmm. Jalen Smith played more snaps, 58 played well. 71. Uh, Jalen Smith played really played well. Played well. Then yep. they hit him with the quarterback run on one play, too, for about 18 yards, too. Yeah, so. yep. Taysom Hill had yep. one, yeah. Yep. All right, Chris in Mississippi, you're next up on Talking Cowboys. Hello, Chris. Uh, my question is this. is um, are we? When are we going to be at the end of this Devin Smith experiment i mean i think the kid's good but all we hear about is speed and i mean if you're gonna talk about speed that's all we hear about with Tavon austin how come we aren't running any speed sweeps or any jet sweeps i mean it's just this is just they like had an end around they, get, they had an end around for my, uh for three yards the other day in that game Tavon. yeah Tavon. But, yeah but i mean what about devin smith why can't he do some of that every time Tavon comes in the comes in we're like we know what's coming. You know what's coming. I mean. Well, one thing, Devin Smith lines up outside wide. Yeah. So the minute you put him in the slot, I would imagine somebody will think, okay, we know what's up. coming. Yeah. <laughs> and it's kind of hard to, to when the guy's lined up wide to run him on an end around. That's a long way to go. Um to answer your question, uh, when Michael Gallup gets back, yeah. you're going to be seeing yes. a lot less Devin Smith. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's the yeah. easy answer right <laughs> yeah, there. That is the real easy answer. And then right they'll there. just spot him like they did right. in the Washington right. sure. game. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. And all of a sudden, that speed will catch you off guard. So it's, he, it, he can still run. It's just you know, it's I, we just got to give the Saints credit for the way the secondary played. The I Cowboys mean, they, never lose a game. They, Come they, on, they 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 did a great job of eliminating. You know Cooper in the game, and then they said, "Okay, if if Smith and Austin and and those guys and Cobbert they're good enough to beat you, then go ahead." But they they didn't; those guys didn't beat you. I mean, now unfortunately, you know Cobb could have had a touchdown catch. That would have been nice. He could have had a third down catch. That might have been the difference in the football game right there. But overall, Saints did a great job of covering Eli Apple. I mean, as much you know as 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 hard as I was on him, he he wasn't he wasn't a he wasn't a, a factor in that game as far as causing the Saints to potentially lose. All right, we well, have a couple of minutes left here. You had mentioned earlier in the show that it looks like the Cowboys would be signing Josh Jones to the practice yeah, squad. Yeah, practice squad is what uh, I'm kind of Still, there things. would be an opening on the 53 with Kayvon Frazier going on IR, which right. by the end of the week they would make a decision there. Yeah. Um, any thoughts on where they might go in that? It, this is going to sound crazy. I mean, maybe it's a deal where he starts off on the practice squad and then they bring him That's up. That's what I was wondering. Maybe they just play a little light uh, during the week. You know, maybe they go one short and then they just keep the ro- – when they flip the roster at the end of the week, then they determine that Jones is in good enough shape and, and all those things. So, He's got until Saturday, right? Yeah, That's Saturday. Right. I, wonder, it, yeah. I don't think Kayvon's you, you officially find on there. Injured reserve. But yeah. you see how your guys get through the week. Make yeah. sure nobody you get gets a look hurt. at Josh Jones during the week. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah. it'll come it down sense. to does he play special teams better than Donovan Wilson? How much do you trust Donovan Wilson? Yeah. Because Kayvon's really not playing that many snaps on the defense. No. Because what, okay, if they determined to, to not do that with Josh Jones, what, uh, who would they add, do you think? Or what would they add? And mm-hmm. you, know, you might start looking at offensive linemen. Yeah. They might need an offensive lineman there. The Tyron situation. Tyron situation there. You might also, this is going to sound weird, but they love Bryant. 
the wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Ben Taylor now, Bryant. May, yeah, maybe you flip him. They love him because what he does in practice on special teams. Now, if you're not getting anything out of Cedric Wilson, you know, and 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 that's the determination. You know, you might see them flip some guys. It's like, okay, this guy is would be better than. Let's give this guy a look. We've given this guy a look for four weeks. Mm-hmm. Let's see what this guy can do. Kind of, yeah. You, you, they switch roles. Switch One roles. Goes back yeah. to the practice squad and through, back yeah. and forth. Yeah. But keep. I would keep an eye on some of that stuff because I'm. I'm hearing a lot of buzz about this this Bryant kid as how much they really really like him. Yeah. All right. Was Wilson Wilson was active? Yes. He was. First time this season, I think. My sheet shows. He was the week before, wasn't he? Wasn't yeah. He? Yeah, he's yeah. Been he yeah, he yeah. was the week before. Yeah. My he sheet here shows no plays. Yeah, no plays. Oh, well, Cedric. Let me see. Cedric. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, let yeah. me see. Yeah. He got four special teams plays. Yeah. So that ain't much. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. There might there be there might be some thought there. Yep. Keep an eye on that. All right. That does it for this edition of Talking Cowboys. We'll talk at you again tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!